Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Valuetown, episode 169. I'm Chan Man V, and we are doing a duo. Duo, not Q, what do we call this? Duo show, I guess? For the first time with, with me and Gara. The, the you, best two on. You excited the best two? We cut the fat, right? Like, we just like... We I'm wearing like, a special shirt. What does it say? For this... Go face? Okay. Nice, nice. We'll talk about this more later. Oh, okay. All right. Go face. I like it, man. I like that shirt. What's it say behind it? There's like words behind it. Draw something? It says draw. No, no. I mean, underneath the go face says something like draw. Draw cards or something? <laughs> oh, my God. You'd be better off just letting me look at it and read it. <laughs> oh, can you read it? It says draw... Draw something clears something. Draw cards. Draw cards clear board probably or uh, I don't know something like that. That's cool though. Oh, clear trade. Clear trade. All right. Go face. And I'm, I'm assuming you got that this weekend <laughs> in tours. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, everybody, welcome. This is more related to the new meta, by the way. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. I think so. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Great. <laughs> Well, everybody, uh, welcome to Value Town. If you guys aren't, you know, aren't familiar with us, we are a Hearthstone podcast that uh, we do weekly, and we just discuss everything that's going on in Hearthstone—the meta, the news, you know, any any kind of crazy stuff going on. Um, but we are a uh, Hearthstone replay show, and or HSReplay.net show. Jeez, I don't know why I said Hearthstone replay. But uh, today we've we've got. Um, the, a lot of stuff to talk about with the release of the balance patch that happened yesterday. And um, I don't know, the meta has been pretty much turned upside down, <laughs> which is pretty awesome given that it you know had settled after this uh, month since the release and really, really needed this. So, um, you know, we definitely talked about the balance patches the last week. Uh, and, um, you know, I think we're starting to finally see what the... Um, you know what the fruits of that are, at least for Blizzard. So we got some stats. Definitely going to be, uh, you know, queried some stuff. Got some power rankings. We'll be doing that for sure. And then Gar is coming back from some events, right? So uh, two events, really two? No, it was like peace. It know, was just peace. Oh god, I'm traveling. Oh my gosh! All right, twenty-four hours traveling. Yeah, I've been hearing some crazy travels. Like already, you my just told me. Only one hour. I know you live like an hour away, which is crazy. I could have in tours. My car. I would have been twice as fast. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we just talk about okay our, our week in Hearthstone? So what have you been up to? Obviously, you've been at tours, right? At, at DreamHack tours in France, and yes. um, just I guess we should just start with that. How was that experience? And um, and um, just, I mean, you know, if, I, fun. if I look at the entire week and considering that I started traveling at Friday, that's pretty much all I did since the last episode. Oh my God. I mean, right. I just arrived yesterday at midnight back home and today is the yeah. show and yeah, I left last week and we had deck submission, I think last Tuesday. Right. So I was basically just focusing on that tournament for a week. Yeah, I remember you were playing a ton of games just to get your lineups or whatever. Oh yeah, I was playing so much and I was so happy. I 
it was kind of like a wake-up call in a mm -hmm. way as well in mm -hmm. how much you actually have to invest to be competitive or right. be one of the best. Like uh, I ended up with a six and three score. I mean, that's not that's not bad. That's probably right on the bubble, right? Yeah, you needed seven and two to mm. advance to top sixteen. Okay. And I had like my tiebreaker was also not good enough for um, for top thirty two because top thirty two gave you four points, which is quite a lot to be honest. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, so that's kind of sad, but it wasn't because of my score. The way how it works is it depends on how the people did that you lost to. And I lost to Green Sheep in the first round. Oh, it was like the very first game first on round stream. Rough, yeah. And he lost three games afterwards. Oh, so that's that brutal. sucked for yeah. my tiebreaker. So that was a bad I, like, loss. Almost every game I won, I won 3 0, but it didn't matter because my opponents did really bad. Yeah. So that screwed my tiebreaker. So I don't know if that is like the most optimal way to, you know, decide well, on, on yeah, that's tiebreakers. Kind of, but it's the nature of the Swiss, right? Like if you know, you it's lose first part early... of the complaint about it because it it's not in your hands, right? It depends on how good your opponents do. It's like it well, sucks if it's not in your hands. True, but it it is in your hand from the standpoint of when you lose. So if you you know, if you lose early, that's just bad, right? Like that because you're mm -hmm. you're going to get a bad tiebreaker. You're going to be basically put into Swiss bottom bracket at least for the first, you know, like at least for the next couple rounds, right? So those those are not as valuable wins, or even if you win the next two, as somebody who's just like kind of in the winners bracket. So it's the nature of it. I mean, if we had a better system, we'd be using it. So I don't think there is a a great yeah. system right now Honestly, unless it's just i, I, changed, I have changing the system over the years though mm -hmm. like we had for example nine swiss rounds most of the time and we never had clear cuts and i kept talking to the to the swedish admins because they do most of the hct events and then mm -hmm. finally like last year they added a 10th round uh 10th round because they just they listen to reason right yeah. i said because we don't have seating in hearthstone we could have like oskaka sifka round one and then whoever loses round one can basically has such a bad tiebreaker that you can uh, afford only to lose one less time, right? You yeah. basically lose twice if you lose first round. But also, like, about this event, like, dude, I faced so many good players. I faced Green Sheep first round, right? I faced Glaza. Oh, uh, man. Was one of the, I faced then Aka Wonder. <laughs> AK Wonder, and okay, when, yeah. When I was basically out with three losses, I faced Crane. And it, it's... It's well, like, that means Crane wasn't doing too well either. Then, right? yeah, but it's so, like it doesn't stop. It was just so no, many it's, good yeah, so many good players, and it's just you know, like in the end, I mean, we we didn't have. I mean, we had Maverick end up winning, which Maverick's been mm -hmm. obviously somebody that that's uh, you know had good showings in the past, but I, I don't. I think the general public still doesn't know who Maverick is. Um, but overall, like we and didn't. Jana as well did who? very good. Who? And Scruffy as well. I mean, Scruffy got second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely, um, it sounded like it was a tough tournament to be at. Those Dream Acts are just always, all the Grand Prix Dream Acts are, are just very, very competitive. It seemed to have the best players at it, uh, and it just continues on, right, even with tours. So, um, well, did you have fun at least? I mean, I, I know. Okay, another thing is, man, it's like they always have so bad food at these venues. It's it's crazy. It's so like hard to get good food. Stuff or what? Like, it was like two food stands. Uh -huh. It was like really, really crappy food. Like everyone uh. just hated it. But what can you do? We're like in the middle of nowhere, basically, right? <laughs> like in the middle of the desert. And we have like two really bad food stands. So it was a struggle to get good food for sure. And drinks in general, like we couldn't buy drinks. It was like one 
shop and really? it was really bad. Yeah, That's the venue weird. itself was really small, yeah. but outside of the event, it was it was awesome. The city was actually not so bad. Yeah, like people were where is it? Is city. it in South France or North France? Where, where is this? It's like in in the west. In the west, okay. In the middle west, I would say, mm-hmm. um, like two hundred kilometers from Paris, and everyone like flew out to Paris and then by train. Bus, oh, car, whatever. That's why. Okay, so that's why it took a few yeah. hours to get there. But the city was actually very nice. The hotels were nice, and you had plenty of things to do. The bars, the nightlife was was great. Also, we had like a blast outside of the tournament. The tournament <laughs> sure. itself was not so bad. It was just the beginning. Always the casual first round. You know, my from I was the very first game, mm-hmm. and we had four games on stream before we continued round two. Oh wow, that's a long time. That's like so four was, hours. Yes, That's crazy. four hours between round one and two. And it's like six rounds on day one. How, ma- how many days was it? It's, it's two days, right? It's three days. Three days. If you count three days. Top, okay, okay. Top 16 on Monday. Okay. Well, actually, only top eight was on Monday. Okay. Yeah, out of yeah. eight till finals. So it, it's kind of bad split, right? And then on the first day, you play 12 hours. And it's so hard to play perfect for 12 hours with so much downtime, you know, yeah. it's extremely hard. Obviously everyone has the same problems, but it's like, if you want to go with a very good mindset and do everything right, it's still so incredibly hard because yeah. it's... Well, they clearly had to fill three days. So if they, I think if they would have just been blowing through first round, they probably, they couldn't fill three days of broadcast if they did. <laughs> Unless they literally showed every single one of the like top sixteen or something like that to to fill the the um the last two days, right? I think that would yeah. probably be possible because you can do the first round of the of the round of sixteen on the one day and then the rest of it the the uh, there was also the no day. Wi-Fi there, which screwed what? up a lot. A lot did, of players, what were y'all playing on? Y'all playing on computers or? I mean, like, whoever brought on? a laptop had a laptop. But a lot of people brought a tablet and a phone, and they ch- just they had to use data. And, oh, and stuff. okay, okay. So and they was... they had land they had land plugs, but they they had no Wi-Fi. For... No Wi-Fi, yeah. And we had actually a bunch of global disconnects and stuff. And ah, oh, that's yeah. It was at least the, sometimes the pause feature was very helpful because you mm-hmm. could see that. It was a change. Like we had mm-hmm. not so many re games because of that. That's good. So that was great. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I love the Swedish admins. I I think they're the best. I, I'm so happy when they organize the tournaments. Yeah, we don't we don't usually hear very many complaints about the DreamHack admins. They're they're usually spot on, you know. So <laughs> that's good. They've been doing enough of them. I would expect that they would be. So it's good that they're yeah they're doing they're living really up great to job. it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean again, that's why when the Grand Prix, you know, the Grand Prix usually run fairly smooth. Obviously, this was more of a broadcasting schedule type of thing. I th- you know, I'm I'm guessing as to why it took so long, but um cool. Sounds like you had fun though. I mean, that's that's oh, definitely yeah, good. Fun. Um have you gotten a chance to play any of the patches? Uh I mean, obviously today you, to... you played during stream, but did Dude, today yeah, today I was streaming for 8 hours, just no breaks, went to bed, <laughs> woke up, streamed, nice. played all day. Nice. So I have a pretty good understanding of um I was I was so hyped because I was before the patch, I was playing so much big spell mage. I was playing big spell mage <laughs> in like the tournament. Now. Yeah. It's just and you're like, "Okay, now it's actually good." <laughs> it was my best performing deck in the tournament. Yeah. And it's really bad and the reason for man people are playing super polarized decks it's like 
people oh, don't wait. play. You're saying it's anymore. bad right now, or are you saying it's good? Yes. Right now? Yeah. Unplayable, I would say. Yeah. Because the okay. control decks, every single control deck I faced was so greedy. It's like every priest deck is like playing Archbishop Quest Priest. I don't know who started it. Some streamer has started it yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's got a decent percentage right now, the quest one. I think it's got like... Yeah, yeah and then the double Deadman's Hand for you. Go, and that's then the Shadowstruck Shaman. There's a you lot. You have no chance against that. No chance. There's a lot of stuff out there right now. I, I think that... Well, we're going to look at the stats in just a second here, but... Um, no, it's been fun. Like, I didn't get a chance to play a ton yeah. of it until... I mean, I, I just haven't gotten a chance to play a ton of it. I, I started like late, late last night. Played a few games and played a few games now, but I've definitely been keeping track of just you know our our stats and and seeing what the trends are, um, and you know again we're gonna be we talking about power rankings and, and class popularity and, and some of the top decks in a second here, but um, it's exciting though to see you know it's like it's great I mean we literally flipped the rankings I think on 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 its head so like we see paladin more like at the bottom now 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 that that just could be just a knee-jerk reaction right like just people just not playing it because it got changed um and then you see like you know shaman at the top and hunter claw at the top and you know it, it's it's been definitely cool to see because they were in the basement like not too long ago i mean even shaman was kind of sitting in that that mi middle tier tier two tier three and kind of waiting waiting for these nerfs to happen but Hunter was not close, not very close at all. Now, Spell Hunter's obviously something cool, you know, something good now with all this crazy stuff going on. So, um, of course, this will settle down too, but, you know, mission accomplished for a balance change, right? Like, th I think this is a good, uh, hopefully, this will be a good example of them changing something mid season and then having it kind of create another, you know, stage of, of freshness, you know, within, within this expansion. So um, I think that's been at least the coolest part for me. We'll see how long this lasts. But, um, you know, I think that's kind of like the biggest news right now. So why don't we just kind of jump in? Why don't we talk about just some of the um, things I pulled up here? And we're, we're doing it. This is the first time we I've, I've two-manned the show since, like, noxious was here a year and a half so we uh we we i didn't realize we didn't have like our normal view here but this is actually works really well that's what i got here but anyways power rankings guys we got um this is what it kind of lo looks like right now and as you can see the top of it's four green arrows and the bottom of it is four red arrows so um you can see that some of the top classes that we saw in the previous meta pre-patch meta warlock paladin priest and you know mage probably somewhere in the middle there um they're like at the bottom now they're not like crazy bottom i mean we're, we're talking about the span from from number one to number nine is like was it 3.1 percent so it means pretty much everything is really very very close together um but this is the you know kind of power rankings win rates for average win rates for ranks uh legend to rank four in the first day of this meta um any surprises here dude like anything surprise uh, shaman druid rogue people listening shamans first druid then rogue hunter warrior mage warlock paladin priest and i find this very cool mm -hmm. because um um we were discussing um okay at tours people had to submit decks for titan league this is like a yeah. big chinese tournament it's yep. this weekend yep. post patch and they had to submit decks before the nerves for they had to predict oh, the new God. meta. Basically. That is brutal. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's so interesting to see, like, listening to Orange, Muzzy, Fino, Fans. all the top players, yeah. what they think will be the best deck, right? Mm -hmm. And most of them expected Priest to be the best class. 
I thought they thought Shaman was like I saw Stan no. post something on Shaman. I saw somebody. No, I, I thought they thought. No, Shaman they're would like, be. oh, my plus priest must be the nuts. Dude, it is like right? all now. of them submitted my plus priest. It's they think that's the best deck, and but then again, if you really think about it, like Warlock was one of the best matchups for priest. I think that was the reason why priest even emerged. Right, it exactly. Stroke, it was the counter to Warlock in a way. It wasn't that great versus aggressive decks. No, and like it wasn't. control warrior and stuff like that, and. It's so fun to see that Priest is actually in the last place right now. It, I think that's just temporary, though. Like, Priests have plenty of things that they could do to, to change the, direction. So Yeah, because there wasn't, Priest wasn't nerfed. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Priest, Priest wasn't nerfed, and it still has a lot of stuff. Like, it, yeah. you know, Mind Blast Priest just happened to be the, you know, the iteration that, that it was good against Warlock. Uh, but you know they still have you know some people have been playing quests priest recently they still have they still have the combo to be honest they still have the divine spirit inner fire combo if they just build around it a, a bit more um so th there's still plenty for priest i'm not worried about priest i think priest will be at worst case like in the mid middle tiers or somewhere in there um it, it's i'm surprised that shaman was i mean sh even shaman was pretty good already you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and it was already you know it was good as a, a mid range deck already, and and had you know some similarities to the even paladin, except for you know even paladin just has better paladin just has better cards at, at those slots, but still it had the same kind of premise. Shaman obviously has the eel too, that that's crazy great value in the very beginning, and um, it I don't know I I kind of find it surprising that that people didn't just you know at least knee jerk to shaman right off the bat like we're seeing right now. I think a lot of people are focusing, or especially in Shaman, because sh even Shaman is the strongest deck in the wild for now, quite a while. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, it's the strongest archetype. Is it? And I didn't realize that. Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, 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 it is. It's yeah. it's absolutely crazy with like totem golems and four mana seven sounds and thing from lows and stuff. It's it's the best archetype, and then I think that's one of the reasons why people really like you know everything else gets nerfed. Pre even Shaman, as you said, was already good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are like focusing on that really like specifically not so much on okay what kind of control priest decks could we play or druid decks you know I think druid yeah. is also extremely powerful it's crazy to see that druid is this popular already well uh, it's I because think... there were three druids and we just got rid of one of them <laughs> you know there's still two solid druids out there and probably more too if we we, we were to, to try to build more mid-range druids but you know taunt druids still exist token druids obviously strong you know, we've seen we've seen token druids in events. You know, like yeah. a little bit spot spot uh, starts kind of thing, and it's strong. You know, we we, we yeah. saw it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think token druid has a lot of potential, but this is like a deck that is probably not refined just because you can change so many cards in the list and stuff. Even shaman, on the other hand, like all these like even and odd decks are like kind of pre-built in a way. Yes, you can exchange, yeah. but there's like a lot of core cards. Yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting. Like. It's crazy to see. I think even Shaman will definitely stay as one of the best decks post nerf, uh, because it it has actually. But so my, my last opponent in in tours had even Shaman in the lineup, and and he almost I almost lost fatigue to it with Jaina Mage, and I had Jaina on nine, <laughs> and I had Shadow Walk from from Cindergosa. I had insane value just because of one combo: the two mana Murloc, the Echo Murloc, yeah. and Hagata. Yep, those two cards alone give you infinite value. 
It's actually crazy. Let's just you let's just like, go down and look at this deck. I was gonna wait. No, let's just look at it. It's down here. It's one of the top five decks that we were gonna talk about in here. But since we're talking about it so much, let's just take a look at this version of it. This version of it has so. This is the top version of it that we it, have in our. It in doesn't our even play the Murloc Or. Uh, the which one? Oh yeah, the totem. It doesn't even play the, the Echo Murloc. Oh the no no, it doesn't. Murloc. It doesn't play the Murloc. Or Echo Murloc. If you play one Echo Murloc, you have infinite value. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Why is it? Why does it have infinite value? I don't. I don't follow you. Yeah, because you get. Um, because you get so many spells. Eventually, you get. Oh, you the, mean in Hagatha? You just fill your. Yeah, you fill your hand, right? Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. get also the, the this the, this um, the the spirit echoes at some point. Oh. And then you get. If oh, you and then get you get it back echoes, in your hand, kind of thing. Yeah, and then you oh, get this, the you're echo doing murlocs that sort of back. Thing. You can play like infinite echo murlocs, and you yeah, get always a spell. But you're giving up. No, it's. It sounds cool, though. It sounds really, really. It is cool. very good. Yeah, it, is very it sounds powerful. really cool. It's for one card slot, it, and yeah. it's not bad. Well, it's, you have to play Spirit Echo too. This doesn't play Spirit Echo. No, you don't have to play. You get it randomly. You oh, get it. Oh, you're just saying getting it from Agatha. Oh, I see. Yeah, because see. you get so many spells. The deck has so many minions. Eventually, oh, you will, you will get one, and then you have infinite value. No, it's, that's it's interesting. So okay. Okay. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. This this version isn't that that one, but it's got like. The Walk of Legends at the yeah. end, though, like it literally has almost every single Shaman Legend in it, which uh, to win. <laughs> that's that's kind of fun, man. Like I, I definitely can respect the deck that has that in it, even though most people can't afford it at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like, uh, I mean, I like the fact that Earthen Might, you know, is finally getting played in this, you know, in a deck, which is obviously or even Shaman's been because I, I think it's been pretty solid. I like how Flame Tongue and, and Vicious Scale Hide um interact with each other too and um so there, there's like it's funny because when i first was looking at this i mean the the first versions of even shaman had like even more i think random looking cards that just got thrown in there you know i was thinking there's no way this lasts because it literally looks like it's it's pieced together right with a bunch of different yeah. crazy decks but man it, it it's definitely evolved a little little bit more and just refined a little bit more, but for the most part, it's still pretty solid. I think the Corpse Taker is one that, you know, that 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 element that people started to integrate, you know, that led to Alakir, you know, and just just having Corpse Taker basically be fully buffed. Um, that's been an interesting um, evolution of even uh, Shaman. And that Corpse Taker is is good. Once once if you let her live a turn or you let her just do her thing for a turn. That thing is is really really good and really good at keeping the shaman alive going into like those those power turns at, at turn six and above. So um, sometimes when I look at this deck, I still wonder how it wins. <laughs> like I'm just like, I mean, I know I built decks like this in the past and it hasn't done well, but this thing when you start playing it, you just realize there's like little nuances to it that really um, you know are super important to the deck. Even just the minor, like I was saying, the minor heals from the plated beetle and the the um vicious scale hide and the corpse takers like really are essential for you to to be able to live long enough against aggro decks and there's not even that many aggro decks anymore it's just like odd rogue and like you see anything else like any face decks like um i've i've faced actually quite a few high-ranked baku hunters and tempo mages today oh really around okay. top 100 legend i mean mm -hmm. i i come to top 100 with shadow rock shaman today and so i faced yeah. quite a lot of <laughs> Yeah, Shadow Rock Shaman is insane. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like like people counter-cute me with certain decks like uh, Otrok, but mm -hmm. they didn't counter me. So it really didn't feel like something can counter you. 
as, yeah. as Shadowbox Shaman, it's, it feels ridiculous. Yeah, Odd Rogue, actually, Odd Rogue's one of the top five decks. This is the top five decks, guys, by the way. Um, yeah, Odd Rogue's down here. Yeah, Odd Rogue struggles against those those taunts, you know? Like, yeah, and the, healing. And he yeah, and healing, too. But, um, I don't know, it's, it's still a pretty explosive deck. But, you know, if you get Serenite Chain Gain up, and, and you know, they don't have their, their weapon in place, or they're, they're like, off by like a half a turn you know what i mean like it, it can yeah. be like brutal for them um so it's you know I, I think it's a it doesn't really work out the way it's supposed to because you're supposed to beat Shutterwalk with fast decks right yeah. um but it's not sturdy enough to do it it's kind of interesting i mean I, I guess tempo mage still beats it right um um it, ha it should beat it i guess but yeah you have to really a lot of you have a lot of taunts, you have a lot of clears, you, do, you have a lot of healing. and But uh, the newest version of Shadowbox Shaman has placed the curve, though, with Kalaseth. You hit the Kalaseth on two, and mm -hmm. the deck is insane. Uh, but you have, like, your Fireflies, you play curve, you're not just playing from behind. So yeah. I think the newest version of Shadowbox is really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it gets it's getting scary, it's man. <laughs> it's getting yeah. scary. Okay, let's talk about which classes are, are popular. So this is kind of like what everybody's playing. And just so people know, you know, generally what happens with the meta or the trends of the meta, what, what happened, at least in the beginning of this expansion, in every expansion, is that you have a, a distinct difference between what's being played and what the, the rankings actually are, the win rates are. You know, so right now we've got this, right, for the win, rate, the, uh, win rates. And it usually doesn't match the class popularities, but as the meta settles, they end up matching each other exactly. <laughs> Uh, just because, you know, people end up wanting to win and, or people generally just want to win, but they for sure they want to win after, you know, uh, experimenting with stuff and losing a bunch. So right mm -hmm. now we're in that stage where it's quite different. You know, like Shaman was number one, if you, if you remember seeing just a second ago and Mage was kind of like number six, I believe. Uh, Priest was last and Priest was like mm -hmm. number four right here and being played. So, you know, we're definitely seeing a bunch of Tempo Mage and, and uh, Big Spell Mage rogues bunch of baku and miracles like early on here um you know i'm not sure how good Mir miracles okay it's not terrible but it's not one of the best for sure and then priest too it's like priest definitely doesn't have um i would say crazy super good decks right now uh at least from what i saw on the ladder i, I saw some quest ones doing okay um mm -hmm. the mind blast ones are just so so right now so it, it's this um, ranking right here, I think, is the most interesting because this is what people play, you know, to try to establish the meta on day one, and look like people are trying to make mage, you know, into the powerful deck, right? Like just, just they they sense that mage would be it, and it doesn't seem to be it. <laughs> so yeah, it's like people love to play like phase decks if yeah. they can, and mm -hmm. you know, if you look at tempo mage, it used to be one of the strongest decks in the game before the patch and you know a lot of the counters got nerfed especially even paladin which was like the biggest counter to it mm -hmm. and so they're like yo tempo mage must be the best deck yeah and that's what they're trying i don't even i mean at the same time probably a lot of people are trying big spell mage that's why the mage popularity it's like both of these architects more tempo to though there's a lot more tempo actually if you if you add up the games there's there's probably three to one in tempo it's just that like if you look at it, like uh, Druid is very popular, and I think Druid lines up very well against Mage, mm -hmm. the Taunt Druid and the Argo or like the Token Druid. Just like it's very similar to even Paladin, but you have more mana cheat. You, you have better ways to get on the board. Is the Token one good against 
Oh, I guess it is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's you have so good. much it's healing. Yeah, yeah, you have very good. Uh, Druid has one of the yeah. best single target removal in the game with like spell stones and and whatnot and refs. It's very good at controlling the board, and then you have a lot of healing. You have actually the most healing in the game as well. Yeah, so Druid the two branching is... paths are huge, and then you have Malfurion too. So it's and Oaken summons obviously on the Violet Teacher. Oh, it's oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, so okay. crazy. Yeah, it's true. really, really good. That deck and... is so interesting. That token deck that is so different than your traditional token druid you know because yep. it doesn't even care about the early game like the, like the way it fights the early game isn't to actually put stuff down you know establish early game it actually waits until mid game and then it just floods the board and makes it impossible to clear it and then just yeah. you know savage roars and branches. and you can't and ignore the board as well yeah, yeah and, and you I mean. still have like spreading plague and stuff yeah which is insane <laughs> psychic scream yeah, that's that's why priest is going to be back man with psychic screams and <laughs> Master spells. <laughs> oh no! Master spells are really not even, not even that great, to be honest. If you still have to remove the whole thing, but um, yes. But druid, you know, I think druid is is popular and it's pretty good. So I don't think druid is really one of those anomalies here. I think it's more like mage, shaman, hunters, super low. You know, it's like I think moving up the ranks at this point. Um, mm -hmm. Warriors. I'm curious about Warrior. Warriors pretty low too. So because there was a, quite a bit of hype around Warrior. Also, like from the other pro players for this Titan League, a lot of people think, yeah, Control Warrior might be very good mm -hmm. just because, you know, Warlock got nerfed and that was like your worst matchup. And it was already pretty good against the aggressive decks. And it's good versus Priest because a lot of people expect the Priest to be very good. So, but as you can see, a lot of almost nobody plays Warrior. Um, yeah, but that doesn't I mean think... you shouldn't. You should. You know, Maverick even did well with Warrior this past weekend, right? So I think, I think it... the secret deck. Will be recruit warrior. I think recruit warrior will be nuts. Really? Which yes. wait? Which version of recruit warrior is this that we're talking? Like, Dra Oak Oakheart and, or are we talking about um, the rot Something face like one? What Fibonacci or? played? Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 And I, f I think it can beat everything. It's very good against the control decks that try to, you know, uh, Benedictus you or uh, freaking mm -hmm. Shadowbox shaman you because you have insane early game pressure with your mana cheat minions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very good against aggressive decks because you have a lot of armor gain and you have like Warpath and a bunch of board clears and stuff. And I think it's just a very powerful deck right now because the, the worst matchup was Q-Block and that's not a deck right now. And yeah, and it was pretty weak against Spiteful decks, I would say. And those are also don't yeah. seem to be so powerful right now. So I think it's just very powerful. It feels like all, all the good control decks are exact they pretty much look the same except for they have different ways of deriving value at the end you know one some of them are hero powers that derive a crazy amount of power you know a value at the end some of them are are cards that just infinitely <laughs> regenerate themselves yeah the but, mirrors are really bad yeah when like, it's mirror is what do you do it's, it's like it's it always long. goes to a draw it's just super long no it's not going to draw somebody's going to lose what do you mean no, it goes to draw. Like after sixty turns or whatever, I, I saw it on Twitter. It always goes to draw. You can't. Does it really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it always that. goes to draw because you have infinite healing. They, they copy the the Amara, so you always have forty HP, and you can't kill your opponent. Like you both play psychic screams, so you psychic scream each other. You redraw the minions. You have infinite removal. Oh, you take wow. the. It's it. You can't kill your opponent. It's not possible. It's. it's it's That's... the same with Deadman Sand Warrior. Like the current Deadman Sand Warrior, not the Recruit Warrior, just Deadman Sand Warrior, they have no pressure. They just have clears and infinite clears, basically. So if you play Deadman Sand Warrior Mirror, it's now always draw. 
<laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. That's true. It's so bad. Imagine we have like uh, now an HCT tour stop and you yeah. cast a game for two hours and you know it will be a draw. Like, what do you do? Is there like a judge going to come in and says, okay, you guys can stop? <laughs> Before you even because start, you know it will be a draw. draw. Like, don't even play this one, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> you cast this game for two hours and you know it's yeah. going to be a draw. That's kind of, that's, that's bad, actually. That's not yes. good. That's not good if you can have decks that literally live by regenerating cards and, and just have removal because yeah, there's not even minions. Play... There's not even actual value cards, you know, to value exactly. minions. They, they, to they play. don't play any minions, right. only card draw. That's not good. And like, a, a Shadowstruck Shaman Mirror is okay because someone will die. Yeah, right. For right. instance. Yeah. It's important to have an end. Like, yes. Just in, in a game, any kind of game, it's important to have a definitive end to it. Draws are one of the worst things that can happen. <laughs> I remember, remember in Overwatch. Remember in Overwatch when we had all those draws because of the format, you know, and, and even just some of the maps and how they were designed, and that that was terrible, like for that yeah. game. So draw Skya, draw Skya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, okay. Well, anyways, this is yeah. This is kind of the breakdown. It'll be interesting to see you know next week what this looks like. I think it will slowly like my my guess is that Hunter will make its way up yes. to like five or six. Shaman will make its way up to two or three. And we'll see priests start dropping down and probably maybe. Paladin might drop even more. Oh, Paladin, yeah, Paladin and Warlock, I think, will go even further down. I don't think Warlock is. The, as, I don't know, man. I, don't I was think talking to other, others. And I was like, could it be possible that Warlock is bad now? Like, th there's no way. Sure. There's like no way. It's just no, there's no way. Game. There's. I mean, there's just no way. There's no way. <laughs> there's just, there's no, just way. no way. And I like freaking Aretha Franklin here. No, um, <laughs> there ain't no way. That's what it is. But there ain't no way. There's so much much removal. It's just we, we just have to figure out what the value plays at the end. That's that's not just Rin. You know, there's got to be something else that you can play. You just have to match greed too, and, and to see it. Like Azelina, you know, is a possibility, and you know, like seriously a possibility uh, of you know deriving that kind of value at the end of the game. There's no classes that have a better re removal package than than Warlock. So the fact that they have that, they just have to figure out that that other side of the equation. No matter you know if they they nerf the dark pack or whatever. I mean, they still have have the ability Talk to talk of Warlock. I'll bring it. Dude, <laughs> we we did that. Up. What do you mean? That was yeah. That was yeah, speaking of which. Speaking, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, speaking of which, deck deck of the week. Dude, easily our most successful deck of the week. Everybody loved that deck, even if they were I losing. Know. Dude, our, our our win percentage with it, I mean, it kind of got affected by <laughs> the box line had a terrible win percentage, but and it ended up like 38%. Even though mine, mine was like 47%, 48%. But nobody complained about it. They were like, oh my mm -hmm. god, this is so much fun. Literally, we had the most good feedback we've ever had on deck of the week. So it, it, was, uh, it was a really cool deck. I mean, because it felt, it, it had enough elements of Control Warlock that it was still good against some of those matchups, right? Like the matchups that Control Warlock's good against, like it still was good, you know, even in yeah, getting rid of those five cards. And it feels very other. different to yeah. to Rin or uh, It's hard to play too. Like the the more you played it and you know, like the more you were just giving up games, you kind of realized, oh man, it, it's actually you know, it's pot there's a there's a skill cap to this this uh another very cool thing yeah. what I notice about the deck is the games are not so fast. Mm -mm, like if not. you play that is actually probably what makes Hustle more boring right now. Like when you play a lot of these control mirrors, yeah, they take forever. Yeah. Like 
you don't want to just play like one hour games back to back to back, yeah. even if you like control. And that deck, like, if you get the Hammett, the game's finished so fast and it's a fatigue deck. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, the Hammett forces it to, to finish, right? Like, I mean, there's some games yeah. you don't play Hammett, right? You don't, like, one thing I learned after losing like five games I shouldn't have lost is you should not play him against aggro. You should you should draw all those good removal cards that you're supposed to get against against uh, aggro decks. But yeah, Hemet does force at least an end, which is which is nice. The best is when like your opponent just sits there and he you can tell he's just shaking his head. Once he realizes what you just did to him, you know, like once he once he gets his coin or ransom and he's wondering whether to play it or not and then he just plays it and then he realizes oh you have one and, yeah and i like just when they start pause. emoting when yeah like there's like this pause. <laughs> it's pretty they're funny. like oh nice well played well played exactly. but draw more yeah 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 exactly. Helmet. oh yeah yeah <laughs> well oh man it's so fun <laughs> anyways yeah check that out guys if you haven't seen it you can go to um patreon.com slash valuetown and it's one of the, the deck of the weeks there um Okay, well, let's just, I guess, finish out just some of the uh, the top decks. So the top deck we saw was, was Token Druid. I have the percentages down here. So Token Druid was 61.7%. Spellhunter, almost 59%. Even Shamans, you know, 57.5%. Odd, 572 And then Big Spell, 568 So, um, you know, we we talked about the Druid a little bit. You can kind of see all, all what we were talking about. Just It's like tons of heals, good, pretty decent removal in the beginning. And then you have this like huge turns, like on turn six and turn, um, you know, seven around there. Like, because what you end up doing is you end up doing wisp well, whispering woods into soul, you know, into soul force type of plays or whispering woods into arcane, ty not arcane tyrants, but but usually just the those two things, I guess. Whispering woods into soul of the forest, and then you basically have this board that can't be removed completely. And then it usually leads into some crazy Savage Roar branching paths, you know, with subsequent turns. The best is when you play Spreading Plague when they've gone super wide and they can't destroy it. And then you kill them on the following turn with your own combo. Oh, that's the most gratifying way to win. <laughs> that, ha that happened to me yesterday. Yeah, me. that fun. is the most heartbreaking. <laughs> like you play Shadowbox Shaman and then what do you, how do you kill it? How do you kill like 60 health board? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, Shaman has no way of of killing a bunch of stuff with a bunch of health. No more right? debuff, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to do 35 damage. Volcano for 35. <laughs> Two volcanoes. No. <laughs> right, right. No, but uh, it, it's cool. It's it, it's a different form of, of token. I don't think it's like... I don't Do you think there's a super high skill cap to this deck? I mean, I feel like it has less of a skill mm -hmm. cap than the old one. It's so funny because I played against Crane in Tours and he played that deck. Mm -hmm. And he told me after the match when he lost, he just didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It was so funny. He has like 10 cards in hand and he said he just didn't know what to do. <laughs> was, that's funny. So I actually. guess that's like, there has to be. I mean, you have crazy setups, right? Right. Uh, you can bait people into like, like you can do insane. Like if you remember Dog. The face he made when he lost to Mazi. Yeah, when he died dude, the that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. a lot of damage yeah. out of nowhere. That's what I need. That's what a I'm talking about. You go from defense to offense instantly, and yeah. and that's not very common, right? Like it, that can only happen. It used to happen with Bloodlust at times too, but even Bloodlust, I felt like was a setup. You just knew it was coming. This, it, it, you know, it feels out of nowhere, 
once you've played the, against like the deck a bunch, you understand. Yeah, it's a lot, too. Cause <laughs> you, you can Savage War twice and Branching Baths, which ends up being plus five to each of your minions and the plus four to your, your hero, too. So it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I remember, dog, I remember Dog dying after he... He didn't clear that one minion. Yeah, yeah. He had he had like forty three health or something too. He had a ton of health, and (laughs) that was funny. That was a good one. Like Um, the last thing he expected is to die. Yeah, it's like when you were like, oh, yeah, is he gonna make a big comeback or anything? And then you're dead. You're like, okay, (laughs) that's good stuff. Yeah, Arcane Tyrant's pretty pretty great too. Like it, that card I always appreciate more and more. You know, when I play it more and more in in uh, the couple the few decks I've played it in. It's actually a lot stronger than I thought. Like even just playing a four-four, you know, for free, is uh, alongside whatever is is pretty darn nice. Um, I, I I think it's still like Loki, one of the most underrated win conditions in Hearthstone. Which just one? tempo. Yeah, just normal having tempo. tempo. Yeah, just having tempo at any point of the game and just kill your opponent with like two minions or something, just because yeah. you can't remove. Well, them. you mean normal tempo, meaning like normal pace tempo, like just yeah. just staying ahead of your opponent by half a turn. And just you know, you hitting face, not trading kind of tempo, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like like happened to me today. They they go nourish, have two arcane tyrants on board. Yeah. You can't kill them, and you just lose to the two tyrants. <laughs> right. It's kind of like so anticlimactic. It's like I couldn't kill them, and you just die to them. It adds up, man. <laughs> it totally adds up, especially when yeah. you when you plague and you play a tyrant. That tyrant's gonna get four to eight damage. For, you know, like it's it's pretty hard to get through those the spreading plagues. Um, all right, and then we got the hunter here. Right with the the spell hunter, this one hasn't changed too much. I mean, this one pretty much looks like what spell hunters look like the last month or so. And you know, we're we're talking post Barnes and Yasharaj. You know, what people were still playing it because it was it was decent. It was still okay. Um, now I think it's just much better because you know you don't you don't have as many aggro decks. So the aggro deck was what killed it, right? Like it's just too much. Too many cards that had uh, minions that were over two health, you know, and it, just freezing trap. The traps were just like clunky to, to fight. No, Hunter was great versus Agro. Really? I thought it was more clunky. It, it was bad against every Warlock. It was like 0% after Barnes rotated. It was oh. 0% against Warlock. Okay. okay and that was true, really true. bad. And it it lost to even Paladin. And having. Even yeah. Paladin and Warlock as your counter is not good <laughs> because they're the yeah. two most popular classes in the game. But it was really good against everything else. And it was not even that bad versus Paladin. It's just that Call to Arms came before Spellstone. Right. And Spellstone is your main right. condition. That was huge. That, that was... But it was really good against everything else. And now with Warlock being gone and Paladin being nerfed, Hunter is really powerful. So I'm not surprised at all to mm. see like Hunter is one of the best. I played today Hunter to like top 100, and then I switched to Shadowstruck Shaman. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it, you could beat everything. It's it's just powerful. The the traps are much more effective. You know, like when when you can dictate the traps versus just playing it out of desperation. You know, like having to play explosive trap or wandering you know, wandering monster is probably just a good play whenever you, you you play it. But like I think now it's just like. It, it, it establishes more more tempo for you, so you can get to to uh, the spellstone very very nicely too. I mean, it builds the spellstone too, but like you said, that spellstone is the big play right in this deck, and it's, being it's able to get there pretty clean is just like a win for you as hunter. I think now you also notice how much more powerful Rexa is. Oh, Rexa! Rexa's always been. I mean, there was no <laughs> issue. There was no question that the late game hunter was was has been there. 
you know, and, and especially when they added like Tracker and they, you know, they added you know, um, Dire Grizzly, uh, Dire Grizzly, right? Is that right? Dire Grizzly, mm-hmm. the, the the buff, right? Dire that puts Frenzy? Dire Frenzy, Frenzy, Dire Frenzy. That you put the copies into your deck. Um, the the late game hunter's been there. It's been strong. It's just a matter of like how to stay alive or at least at the meta to, to not have these crazy strong early game type of decks or these very robust decks early early game that can just kill the hunter so right now we're in that phase i mean how does even shaman, even shaman does pretty decent against this though right like even shaman i feel like yeah. has the same qualities as even paladin against it doesn't have a yeah, huge turn for the removal of hunter doesn't line up very well against shaman yeah so it's it's, it's kind of um... It's the three health yeah. again. The three health is really good against um, Hunter. Yes, yeah, yeah. They have like they play Serena chain gangs and they play like just a bunch of stuff. You don't have great ways to deal with wide boards as Paladin uh, as Hunter. You you're yeah. very good at single target removal, but very bad at like removing a bunch of tokens and a bunch of minions and, and whatnot. Yeah, and and, and Shaman has like Hagatai and stuff, and after that they can really stabilize. Yeah, but the Hagen, I'm not, see, if you can get to the late game, a Hunter versus Shaman in the late game, I mean, it, it doesn't... Shaman wins. It's, I mean, if it, if it's even, really? Like, I, I think that yeah. it would be close. I mean, I think that, I think early, um, late game, Shaman is definitely favored. But the more, because the longer you go, the more, more value you get from Rexar, the, the better stuff you'll eventually get on average, right? Yeah, that's, but, that's but Shaman gets Agatha. a bunch of removal spells at the same time, and they get a board with a bunch of stuff. Hunter is very bad at removing a bunch of stuff. Very good at removing one thing. And Shaman doesn't play in a way of, I, I play one thing. They're, they're going to get a bunch of cheap removal spells, and they will flood the board with garbage. As soon as there's like, okay, what, what happened to me today is they play Sinner Chain Gang and got like Spirit Wolves from Hagata. Then you have four minions with free health on board, and Hunter, okay, even with Rexa, what do you do? Like you play one big guy, and then they go hex whatever, just yeah. out tempo you. As I said, tempo is like they get you get tempo once, and then you just kill. Yeah, the but if, I don't know. I, I I think it just depends on what you roll from Rexar too. I mean, you're getting rush minions, and you're getting sick things. But you from pay Rexar. two mana. Okay, you pay two mana yeah. though to make the minion. That's sure. like two mana tempo loss, and Shaman doesn't pay mana for getting spells. That's a huge difference in, oh. in this. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. But it is just spells in the end. Like if they don't get feral yeah. spirits. They're not getting minions, they're they're just That's getting true. you know spells. So I I think that you know in, in the long long game, you know Hunter does have the better hero power, you know, or it does have the better value mechanism uh, because it, it just always gets a minion, you know, like it, it never has to worry about that. So it, it's yeah, interesting. It's, like it's, it's kind of cool. I played to myself you know? a bunch today. It's actually it's the yeah. how the tempo aligns because yeah. the shaman you get the shaman spells for free, and usually the overload spells give you like tempo as well on top of it mm-hmm. and hunter always feels like you're playing from behind tempo wise yeah, yeah that's for sure it's very hard yeah. to swing it's very difficult yeah and well even just like the, the dire wolf play or earth earth and might yeah, yeah. On, you know like on, on, on just whatever totem yeah, exactly. Bind that you got from exactly that's it's tough to, to do anything about you're freezing trapping it it's like <laughs> oh that feels bad <laughs> feels yeah. real bad oh yeah freezing trap useless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like totally useless yeah it's well, tough. it's not useless. It's just it's it never gets great value. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, these are the decks. Definitely try them out. You can uh, go to HS Replay right now, and you can go to our article section. I just posted this in our article section, and um, all the deck codes are here. You know, as you can see down there, and uh, yeah, just copy them. Check it out. 
But um, yeah, pretty exciting right now, man. I, I this is definitely the favorite part of uh, just the time, right? Just when things first um, are, are feeling fresh again, and you know when people are playing all kinds of things. Um, I wonder if there's a deck right now. I haven't really noticed, really spotted one that's just you know hasn't been in that mid tier, you know, tier three that's just been basically waiting for an opportunity to kind of like you know come up. Which most of these decks that we're talking about they've been around like they, they it's these aren't like brand new they've actually been around and just been waiting for the right moment but i'm wondering if there's you know another deck that's being brewed right now that is just completely new you know like azelino warlock you know like that type of thing um I, I have a few guesses what do you think i i think rush warrior has potential okay there you go that's something because it was decent when you built the first rusher it was decent deck it's just the yeah. power level was not you know, because right. it, it felt similar to Even Shaman. And I think that if Shima, Even Shaman is kind of like the meta right now, I feel like Rush Warrior could line up very well because it will have like these minions that trade really well with Shaman. And Shaman has really bad ways to come back on the board. So if you have like a mid range tempo yeah, deck that's, that's a good point. very good at getting the board, and it's probably also good versus Hunter and, you know, probably even against the super greedy control decks. So I can I can see Rush Warrior being a thing. Yeah. Uh, another thing is that I heard from Impact is that didn't it sounded very stupid in the beginning, but the more you think about it, it makes sense. Is even Rogue? I would be super excited to see some even, even Rogue. Rogue. Um, yeah, you have the Dagon one, and then you have Blood Cell Raydown two, and a two mana free free seems extremely powerful. Man, it's like the three. strongest two drop in the game. And you have still like all the miracle cards, like you have still auctioneer, the minstrel, all the removal. You have the backsteps. Well, you lose hand the only... land, though. That sucks. Um... Yeah, yeah, you lose the free drops and wildspine slayer, but you have pretty much everything else. So well, it doesn't. Sound... I don't know why I'm showing odd rug because nothing here, nothing here would be in the deck. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I wasn't showing it. I was like looking at it myself. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean that's. I guess that's a good point. Next um, deck of the I'd have to look at it. I, it's hard for me to envision even Rogue right now. It, just because I can see Eviscerate, but the, the rest of them, it's, it's a little bit harder to, to see. Three, the three spot for Rogue is the magical spot. Like They have so many high value. It's like Rogue and Hunter have those high value cards uh, at three. So it'd be pretty amazing if they could build a, a great even deck there. But the warrior, you know, your point about the warrior, I think, is a good one. Yeah, warrior has so many ways to remove too. Even if it's like a hybrid type of deck, you know, like you you could kind of mix and match some things there, and still have that crazy value. They have they have the infinite value option at the end. You know, it's like that just takes two cards. <laughs> like you can you can just always have it just by adding two cards. Uh, so it's warriors. I don't I, I don't this, I don't love the options they have to be honest. But you know, it, it is good enough to be viable. Oh, somebody mentioned he, uh, Torix actually says that he thinks that Tempo Druid might be good, which is which is another Druid that we you know we didn't really cover too much. You know, Muzzy had that Tempo Druid right at, at one point that I think he got rank one or he got super high with it one maybe early season, like the very very beginning of the season. And I played a lot of that deck. That deck is that deck was good. That deck felt like it, it didn't look exactly like it but it did feel a little bit like old school mid-range druid with a combo at the end um so th that's a th i think that's an interesting one it's it's not like token like this this token druid but it has a lot of the same cards as this token druid and it, you know and like, yeah yeah it doesn't have this whispering it doesn't have the the, the combo 
the whispering combo. But it has other cards in place of it that are just really sticky, like 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 uh, Drew of the Claw and, and cards Master. like that. Yeah, and and, it, and it's basically what you were saying, like that kind of tempo. It's just like chip them away, chip them away each turn, and then you know you just get them down to like twelve or fourteen, you can finish easily with just like two Savage Roars on anything. <laughs> you, know, you pretty much win. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's good too. Lots of good stuff, man. Just try it out. I, I think the only class we haven't talked about is. What class are we not talking about much? Uh, Paladin. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked about Paladin. So, have you seen Murloc Paladins? I didn't yeah, run into a single one. But really? It felt so much weaker than <laughs> even Paladin. Well, I yeah. Well, like, yeah. then they do Call to Arms on 5, get, like, Righteous Protector. I don't know. <laughs> didn't feel as powerful. Call to Arms on 5 is much, much bigger, I think, than everybody. Oh, but Spiteful, the same. It felt much more um, killable. Like the spiteful is way slower. It feels way slower for seven mana. Spiteful just falls behind, right? Spiteful always falls behind leading into the spiteful turn, and then, I mean, if, if it's ahead, you're just dead. Like you, you know, you're dead if if it's ahead going into the like turn six or turn seven or turn I don't six. Think they have any good playable six drop? They no. all go like opt for the commander, and that's like it's like a vanilla card. Yeah. Yeah, there's just six six drops are tough. I mean, they have a spreading plague, but it's it's just not what that deck does. Yeah, um, you can you play Karen again. Good old Karen. Yeah, it's good always old there, Karen. baby. <laughs> like actually, the the tempo <laughs> deck played. Or sorry, yeah, the tempo druid played Karen too. That was the part yeah. that I loved about it the most. <laughs> good old Karen. It's, it's always there. Always good good value, man. Even in 2018. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyways, guys, Another try it thing out. Another we haven't talked about is actually it's so funny. The, the, yeah, besides what? Paladin is Warlock. Like, oh, yeah, the Warlock. Needed... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two best classes we didn't talk anything about. Yeah. Like, I played a bunch of Control Lock. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't feel. Because you have to play Skull now because Lecky sucks. But your win con main win condition is Rin. And Rin and Skull, they really just don't feel great together. It's like, it's. It feels awkward to play today. Well, I mean, it just I, doesn't feel I, as powerful. What, what if you just like really think outside of the box and do something completely different? Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw stuff out. Disco lock, you know? <laughs> or can you imagine somebody pulls out like quest lock or something? It, it's time, I, I, boys. I it's time. Two times zoo today. <laughs> zoo zoo's not good though. Like, I I don't know. I've tried zoo. It's they, they had Godfrey in Zoo, and I lost to Fanta, and I was, like, so oh, confused. Godfrey and Zoo, I killed my own and... stuff. Like, what what the, what the hell is that good it for? Was like, it had, like, double I mean... flame and double glacial shards, and then he curved out into freaking Godfrey, and I was, like, confused. And... <laughs> That's six damage. <laughs> but it was high legend. <laughs> like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's six damage to my face, and then on top of that, I clear my own board. <laughs> that <laughs> does not sound like the funnest thing in the world there, but... Um, there's still, again, we, we did mention that there, I, I still think there is possibilities for, for Warlock. They just, and if it's not this expansion, it'll be next expansion, you know, but mm -hmm. they still have cubing. Poor Warlocks, I mean, man. Yeah. Make Warlock great again. God. That's how fast <laughs> things can change. You know, like I, I mentioned in previous episodes so that they fixed, or they didn't fix Warlock, but they, they made Warlock relevant in one expansion. You know, like literally mm -hmm. the span of Kobolds and Catacombs, they made Warlock go from like a tier four type of, you know, it's tier four decks, zoo decks, right, at the time, into the best deck in in the whole game. So um, 
that's that's how I fast mean, they can take it away too. They can give it and take it away. <laughs> like I would say that one change actually did the most impact, right? Even Paladin was the most played deck. Yeah. And just nerfing Call to Arms and making even Paladin completely unplayable. I mean, you forced to the best or the most played deck to be unplayable. So the meta has to change. It has to change. Well, that's like, not true. It, you you could have you could have just removed even Paladin and and like have Q block and and control lock still be or Q block mostly still be super good. It would still look pretty similar. We'd have something just replace even Paladin in that role a little bit. You know, like it's going to be like a little bit weaker, but something would fill that role. Like just even Shaman would fill that role probably. So I don't think it's just that. It's also no mainly. I would say mostly because the... that was the most popular deck, and it, they really obliterated it. Well, much. they obliterated the Q block too. The yeah. Q, Q block's been hurt too. I think the Q block will probably come back in a you know just a, a maybe two or three cards different or three something like that. Maybe they really wanted to test. Okay, what happens if you just nerf the, all the best decks? What happens next? Like, how does the meta look? They really never have done that, I think. Like, when Rasekos Priest was broken, it was still, like, broken for, like, such a long time. They always, like, J-Druid or something like that. They It always, they nerfed stuff very slowly. Yeah. And we always had, like, a clear best deck. Yeah, yeah. After nerfs. The big question will be, one of the, the main focuses of, of making these changes was to get more Witchwood cards in the meta. You know, like, to oh, have yeah. that be played. Now, the question is whether that's actually happened or not. I... I think slightly more are being played, but I wouldn't say it's it's significantly huge. Um, but you it, know, maybe like five so percent or something like that. I mean, I think that's that's maybe good enough in their eyes. Um, but you know, like look at these top decks, right? Like we still see a ton of you know Frozen Throne and Angoro and Kobolds and Catacombs. I mean, they're they're still all over the place. Yeah. Like, like the funniest part was see? that. We played so few Witchwood cards, like Priest had like the scale bomb, and then people ended up cutting even that. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like going back and let's not play. I mean, people Witchwood. were considering whether to play Godfrey or not. I mean that's <laughs> yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's how much stuff that these how much great cards these classes have. Um all right, but anyways, let's move on. And before we do, I want to give a shout out to uh, just all the folks that support our show. Uh, that, of course, are the patrons that uh, donate to us on patreon.com slash value town. And if you want to support the show, definitely go there. You know, you can see the, the link right up there. And, you know, you can pledge anything you want there. Patreon's a, a great service. They're, you know, we've been working with them or we've had our account there for a long time. It's been great. Um, and, you know, we've, we've had a lot of cool things that we've, we were doing around it, like Deck of the Week, which we end up doing a show on Monday, like a real audio-only show where we talk about the Deck of the Week that we announce um, either during the show or after the show. We, I, I usually do one or the other. So, um, yeah, it's a great way to help us continue doing this. And, um, you know, want to thank our uh, legendary producer, Mike T., of course, and uh, some other patrons, Raydan, Bob K, Bryce L, Eric L, Jackpot777, Feldy Locks, Old Man Riv, Johnson C, Michael V, Zach M, Evie, and Nicholas H. Thank you so much, guys. You guys rock. <laughs> and um, hopefully we will see some more of you guys that are watching, um, you know, join the, the patron crew there. But next up, we've got some events to talk about. Obviously, tours and um, the DreamHack tours. And then we had actually the uh, third region for HCT complete the APAC region to uh, finish the 
I guess the player roster that's going to be going to the the championships here next month. But tours, let's just I guess talk about. We talked a little bit about tours, but um, I definitely old old guardian of course did his um, summary of tours, which he's just does an awesome job. He did the summary of both events, which is pretty crazy, given that both events happen at the same time and in the depth of which he you know does this analysis it's like kudos to him man like it's it's like i don't know if we i could catch up as much as i do without his his articles so you know a real big props out to elgarian hopefully one of these days mm-hmm. we'll have him on the show too but um you can see that maverick one uh scruffy number number two and um uh you know a bunch of other names maybe i don't know maybe you haven't seen these guys or, uh, most mostly people but you've seen tyler tyler finished uh Top 32, Orange did too. Um, yeah, Casey. Uh, oh, Casey's stuff. up here too. Yeah, top 16. Yeah. Um, Fino, of course. Yeah. Number one point leader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fino. Fino's, he's on He's on F2K, right? Fino. Yeah, it's actually crazy because Fino, uh, Jala and Fino are first and second, and they both made it into top 16. Yeah, Jala. And if Jala would have made gotten one more win, he would have surpassed Fino in points. Wow, that's crazy. And they're like both in fighting against each yeah, other in there's, there's a lot of great players right now. I mean, that's why I, I feel like, you know, there's opportunities for Hearthstone teams to start or to pick up some players because we, we still have enough, more players in the pool, you know, like skilled players that can win, like players can win at all, to be honest, that are still available than we do teams. So, um, you know, in, in an environment like that, I, you'd think you'd still, you have a, a very you know, bullish market for, for the, the teams, you know, and, and I think it, it, we might see some new names in here really, really soon, but, um, but overall, anything surprised you about it? I mean, um, Gold Guardians even has the, uh, the lineups here. Let me see. I think this is the, the link here that shows even, you know, just what the, the lineups were, um, kind of how they did. Yeah. The so, final lineup was yeah. very surprising. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, the Maverick one. Uh, both of the players, uh, there was Control Warrior and, oops, and I oops. think Scruffy had like Shaman. Like, people looked at it as, because this was before nerfs. Mm-hmm. Like, even Shaman is like, okay, but you know, nowhere yeah. near close, even Paladin. Yeah. And not one of the best decks. So, people were like surprised how well he did with that deck. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, even, I even wouldn't be surprised. Even Deadman's hand, he was like the only one, right? So it's, it was, I mean, that, that's generally what happens, right? I, I think the previous tournament didn't just the best deck. I think best decks was the best strategy, right? Um, mm-hmm. This clearly wasn't that. It was almost that. Interesting but... was also that a lot of people brought the same lineup in LHS as in Conquest. A lot of people brought the exact same decks that they brought to playoffs. Even though it's LHS and not Conquest. Oh, really? That's weird. Like, that's weird. That those are completely different things. <laughs> like, yes, that yes. makes no sense. <laughs> I, I guess, <laughs> I guess, best decks can be decent in both, but yeah, uh, it, it's still better in one than the other. Yeah, yeah, it's still better in Conquest, right? So de- definitely, definitely. It's like it because it's so scary because all the best decks they can all sweep you in LHS. Mm-hmm. So you ki- you kind of wanted to bring like a bunch of good decks just that have a good chance to beat all these best decks because they were like so polarized. Like Q Block is so different different than 
even Paladin, and they both could wait. sweep you potentially, and you can only burn one. Wait, wait, so are you saying best deck's better in last year of standing than it is in Conquest? I mean, they're scarier in LHS, really? but okay. probably better in Conquest. This, that because, doesn't make any for sense. For example, in Q-Block... <laughs> like, like, if it's like, scary, it's good. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, in Conquest, you lose once to it. You can't expect to lose to a deck once, but in LHS, you can just always get... Swear. For example, nobody banned Warlock because you can't really afford to... But most people ban Paladin because Paladin can just free all you. Mm-hmm. And but Q-Block can also free all you, but you can only ban one, and targeting one is so hard. So it's weird, right? It's just, it's scary. This is why I use the word scary. Yeah. <laughs> you you kind like of bring decks that can beat it, but it's yeah. scary. Right, right. In, in Conquest, it's much easier to target. Everyone says it's much easier. You pick one deck that almost everyone will bring, and then you focus your lineup on targeting one deck. You can't do that in Yeah, religion. I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, what is done the better format? Like it's so funny. People have very split decision um, opinions. Yeah, which about ones are better? Which yeah. Well, what formats yeah. better? Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't think there's necessarily a better format. I think it's just we when you play the same format over and over and over again, it just gets boring. Like it's good to switch it up. It's good to have like this tournament be a LHS and the other one be Conquest. You know, and and have that kind of variety. I still. I still wish that we would have um, either like different seasons, like maybe it's an entire season. Like I never really thought about this until I just like literally said it. <laughs> uh, maybe it's like an entire season that's either one or the other. Like so, one you know, spring season is conquest. You know, summer season is, is LHS. Or if it's not that, then I'd at least like to see some like the majors, some of the very big majors be be kind of different that way too. Because I don't think it it delegitimizes anything if you change the format for a different tournament you know it's like creating a different environment for each of them i i think that's fine like i think it would be crazier if you changed the actual like wild the standard type of thing but i think if you just changed you know how um you know you you won the tournament in terms of like lineups and and you know just that's that form of the format um i don't think it's that's a big a deal. And I think it does create these different, um, you know, d- different elements. There's different strategies to it. It creates another, you know, uh, complexity to it prior to the actual tournament and gameplay. And I think that's good. That's only good for, for any of these these tournaments. Right now, it's just always Conquest. It's, it's either always Conquest or it's always Last Hero Standing for HCT. And mm-hmm. a- after a while, it just gets bo- boring, right? Like, it's... Like, you don't even, you know, picking lineups and stuff. Like, I don't even, you know, some of us, or at least a lot of the community doesn't even bother paying attention to, um, you know, what strategies people are using going into it. You know, it's kind of interesting, I guess, afterwards looking at it, you know, and how they did. Uh, We, of course, on this show do it, you know, because we, you know, we're obviously more competitive focused. But I can just see a casual person not really caring at all, you know, because there's not that Mm -hmm. big of an element that's very you know easy to convey or easy just easy to talk about and just you know strategy involved with that so i think if you you made made the format itself a big part of what what was unique about the the event then you know there's more to talk about there there's more more to even market in terms of like the event itself too and then maybe you know like we you can like go up to the casual or some person's like hey there is a difference between these tournaments you know like this one is like 
you know, I always make the example of tennis just because I used to, used to play tennis. It's like, this is like playing on grass, you know, this is like playing, you know, on clay, you know, this is like playing on, on the hard court. And it all feeds into the same, you know, tennis playoffs at the end, or it, it all feeds into the greatness, how many grand slams you have, you know, whatever, whatever the, that, that, um, you know, metric is, it still feeds into the same thing. So um, it's just more storyline to talk about, you know, at, at, during the season. You know, it's it's actually kind of surprising, right? I think the only tournaments where we talk about like strategies of players mm -hmm. is like Trinity Series or something like that, where people bring like nine yeah. different classes and there's like a lot of bands involved and you ban and then it's like a whole process, the banning, because there goes so much into these strategies, you know, these nobody brings a random strategy. Yeah. And, you know, like when, when, you, when you go on stream, usually you just enter the middle of a game, you know? Bans already happened, and then you see, like, let's say, Merrick playing Quest Stroke against player playing Even Shaman, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's like so much before that that happens, like you know. Yeah, and I mean the before the stuff. There's, I think that's one of the things that can be improved in Hearthstone. It's just like everything that happens before the games are played, uh, and the the strategy I think is one one thing. Even if there's a lot of prep that goes that's involved from the player standpoint. I still feel like you can make it in a way that's more accessible just to the audience. You know, like, you know, maybe maybe set up their lineups, you know, say that they put a lot of time and work into it, but then explain what their lineup is and what it's weak against. You know, like, if I look at these lineup choices, right, that Old Guardian has here, it'd be cool if it said that, like, what the weaknesses were so that you could kind of understand yes. that what yeah, happened. I also there. feel like you know, the casters don't really care yeah, about did. learning yeah, I mean, even if they did, they, there's nothing visually to help us with it. Like, yeah. the casters could say, yeah. oh, he banned that because of this and this and this, but mm -hmm. it's still not visual. You know, like, we, we need some kind of visual or more visual indicators to, like, um, help folks understand, like, wh what the strategy is. Because uh, we just know they brought four decks, and then we just see three decks, and then that's, you know, that's the extent of it. So, yeah, um, yeah they could do some some kind of cool stuff. Ha explain it a bit more. Like, you know, this de this these four things were built so that, you know, he was expecting, you know, some kind of ban on, I don't know, Paladin, right? And so he'd still be left with this, this, and this. Um, yeah, it could be like a, even like a very general thing. Like, he was targeting control of this lineup. Yeah. This is why he banned this deck. Just very okay. simple. And, yeah, you know, and his opponent is bringing only aggressive decks, so he's his lineup's probably unfavored against, and let's see how he will do against this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, th it's even something that I, I felt that even Dota could do, you know, like when they were doing the ban phases, and I think the casters oh, yeah. do a little bit better of a job just because it's it's just set up better. You know, like they're picking one at a time. They're drafting, right? And, and you can commentate during that versus just this is just like, hey, we start, you know, and there's three three decks, that, and you're, you're seeing one of them right now. So... Um, even that, I feel like visually could have been cooler. You know, you could see actually what are counters to these, because they always talk about counters, right? Like you could have some kind of graphic that showed counters to, to whatever you know, um, um, hero that they're they're talking about. They, they can use edgesreplay.net and show right. like the percentages, like Cubeblock versus Questor, and like right. that's right. That, like that, visuals, that, like oh, he's unfavored in this matchup. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Wow, he won a very unfavorable matchup. <laughs> That's right. He's very good. Well, I mean, it, it builds a storyline, right? It's like, okay, he's an underdog in this matchup. You know, you've seen it. You kind of know it now. So whenever you see him win, you're just like, oh, wow. You know, like, he actually, 
upset him there, right? So he's he's mm-hmm. ahead in generally in the series because he pulled that out. Uh, right now, he, the casters do say these kind of things, but it's just not enough, you know. Like I, I don't think it's enough to really feel that. Okay, you know, when I see a one zero, it's actually more than one zero. It's like, you know, way more than that because he won a game that he wasn't supposed to win. You know, that that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that would be be nice. But anyways, this is uh, you know, kind of like the um, the tours. You know how the tours ended up, and you know, definitely you can check out um, Old Guardian's um, article on his his website there. Uh, he's also got one for the APAC tournament, which we can talk about too, and. I you know when I looked at the APAC tournament, I didn't recognize any of the names, man. Um, so you know, congrats to Glory Blood. Is it Blood, Blood Trail? It's Blood Trail, right? Yeah, I think it's Blood Trail. Um, Jinsu and Tan uh, Soku, but a lot of people are missing from here. You know, I definitely saw Surrender, like you know, on on broadcast and and some of the the big names that we're used to in in um, APAC, but. Uh, we didn't actually see any of the the Korean players that we're nor- you know normally seeing in the in these tournaments. So um, I don't know. That just means that it's pretty deep, clearly, you know. And this is just like a new new set of players. Did you get a chance to watch any of it or no? Like the unfortunately not. I yeah. would have liked to, yeah, but it was impossible. Yeah, I, I I got a chance to watch a little bit of it. I you know both DreamHack and um APAC was going on at the same time so it was tough but the biggest thing if you guys remember from last week was that there were a lot of even paladins in this one there were like 69 of them i believe yeah if we have the breakdown here it was like 16 uh yeah 68 even paladins which was like way more than everybody all the other regions it just continually went up and i think even paladin didn't perform very well yeah 47% match win rate so uh wait is that right i think so yeah this i think that's right oh it it got banned a ton it only got played like 19 times what yeah Yeah, i mean then you can see i mean the people that don't ban it they were they were countering it and considering that this is why you have to look at like the context it it definitely matters Mm -hmm. so even though it was like targeted when it got played it still had 47 percent win rate so that's actually an insane yeah. Because it was banned all the other times. Yeah. That's an insane trade. That's crazy. That means it was banned like three quarters of the time. That's nuts. And when it wasn't banned, it was targeted and it still has 50% everywhere. I know, I know. That's... It's like, it's very, that's what I was talking about. It's almost everyone banned it also in, in tours. And it's just so hard to target it. It's very difficult. I mean, it looks like, I mean, everything seemed to be pretty close to 50%. Actually, Odd Rogue performs really bad. Look at that. And um, looks like uh, Control Warlock did pretty well. That's probably why Odd Rogue did so bad. And then Control Warlock was doing sitting pretty well here. Yeah, um, because it's the only deck that is actually really favored against Even Paladin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, pretty interesting. I wonder how the uh, playoffs are going to really be. really bad again. Right, tempo. Yep, tempo mage was horrible. Just mage was. And it was it. It did, but like bad at every single. Yeah. Uh, playoffs. <laughs> J. Poor Dr. J. Worse. Yeah, yeah. So definitely not a good deck to bring. Unfortunately, these lists will this this whole trend and list will be completely 
non-relevant to yeah irrelevant to the uh playoff or the the championship decks that are going to be coming out but we're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff definitely won't be seeing even paladin so that that trend is not (laughs) going to be completely gone might see a bit more of this even shaman which actually got played quite a bit too even shaman wait oh even shaman did well because of whoever was playing it played a bunch of times i think there's 12 Mm -hmm. of them so that's not very many why do we have bands and conquests? Other bands were there for last year of standing. Uh, I mean, the bands are there just so it's you know you kind of avoid this type of rock paper scissor kind of thing, right? Like if you can, you you add an element of strategy or game theory to it. So um, I think it does apply a bit more. I can see it applying a bit more to last year of standing and making sense that way. But I I definitely like the bands. It's it's a good yeah, no band, mm-hmm. yeah no band tournaments are absolute worst yeah they're they're terrible <laughs> definitely <laughs> bad um, okay well that that uh, definitely is going to be the end of the um, you know the HCT and uh, at least for the three regions and then I think the finals are what was it third week of June or last week of June it's I forget what what the date is on it it might be the twenty something but they have a few weeks it's not like anytime soon it's going to be in la so um now every weekend is something like we start with titana this weekend and the Mm -hmm. next weekend is dreamhack austin and i know that very soon in the middle of june we have dreamhack summer yeah and somewhere and then around that corner we have the finals of the first playoffs yeah the players are traveling like nuts right now i was and there's korea ACT stopped Korea, so also oh, happening. Okay. Two weeks. Oh my god. I know that Mazi is not going home for three months. He said. Oh my gosh! Seriously. Yeah. That's rough, man. That's so crazy. Just... Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I think I missed oh, and RDU, and RDU's been traveling for thirty hours, like the last two days. It's crazy. What'd you say? Yeah, and then like Seed Story Cup is also then it's like back in to July back to back or something to back. like that, right? So somewhere yeah. in there, yeah, yeah. Summer's always busy though. Summer's never been. Maybe maybe that's like too much for the community, you know? Just too many tournaments. If you yeah. think about it, like what do you focus on? This every weekend is like, and then you're like, is this tournament more important? If you're like a, a little bit of a casual, you know, you're not competing yourself. Then yeah. like, how important is this tournament? How important is this tournament? Like. Does it not matter that you want this tournament? I don't know. Well, it matters because you just we want points, right? It's yeah. just it's pretty brutal to do it. It's um, and you can make an argument. It's just too much content for even the community, right? Just like tournaments mm-hmm. every single weekend. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's if it's different faces every weekend. Uh, there's a there's obviously a negative to that too. So it's um, it's still not right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be hard to to get it there uh but you know i I can't really say it's a bad thing for players i mean players are getting an opportunity to go to events if they are paid obviously you know like if they're on a team and they're paying for it you know they get a chance to make some money and get some points you know towards the you know hct in in the end so i think for the players it's a good thing i just don't know if for general viewership it's great you know or, or uh but then again, like if you think about it, the prize pools are extremely small, and like these tournaments are very spread around the world, right? Like mm-hmm. most of these players are going to Korea, you know, and you still play like for three k or five k first place. 
I don't know if the, if it is that great. You know what I mean? It's mm. it's obviously great to have like a lot of tournaments, but maybe it's better to have like fewer and then bigger ones instead. You well, know. then you make the argument that you can't support as many people, though, right? If it's if it's bigger, yeah. I mean, right now, I think we have more tournaments, and I think we are probably paying out more than if we had just a few big ones. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure yeah. what what it would actually be. Yeah, better. like yeah. I mean, I overall, I we should just increase the prize pool of those small ones. That would be great, <laughs> right? That, that would yeah. that would fix everything. But it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure they're trying their best to get their prize pool as big as possible. I'm not sure that's that's uh, the issue there. Um, okay, why don't we do some Q and A? So Ahmaden has a a good question, and Kyle, I was meaning to actually look through the catalog some, but I didn't get a chance to. He his question is basically what card, if you increased the mana cost of it, of it, would actually be better. So. Um, example would be actually his examples are Geo Sculptor Yep can be stronger if it became a nine, um, maybe because it can be included in Baku, and then uh -huh. Shutterwalk would make it even like even Shaman even stronger at ten, and then Terum would make Odd Paladin King of the Meta. Wait, at Shutterwalk seven. would be better at ten. No, well, it could be played on even Shaman. I think his his point. Oh, uh. which he's right. I mean, I think you... Yeah, but you wouldn't play it. I don't think it's good to an even shaman. E... What? Yeah, but I for mean, example... Serenite's yeah, there. And... Void, Void Lord would be nuts for 10 because you can play it in even, lo uh, even Warlock and Warlock, even Warlock is already pretty damn good. And even Lackey's now 6. <laughs> so... Yeah. You could literally play everything in even Warlock then. That's the only card you're missing right now is Void Lord. Lackey. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty. You can sick. play like you know, and even Volok with no demons. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and if you had Void Lord for ten, I think yeah, I think that's good too. I think that um, let me think. I feel like any of the powerful three drops for oh, well, I don't know. You lose value if you raise the the. Uh, I mean, you you buff indirectly spiteful summoner probably right. I don't know. If if some cards are mm. suddenly ten, like Isera, if Isera would be ten mana, and then yeah. you get a like ten mana card, and then you get Isera. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time thinking of some because you're having to give up value, right? You you give up. You're making it more expensive, so it has to make yeah. up for that fact. You know, by being included in these even paladins, because I don't think there's any case where just increasing the the mana cost makes it better. <laughs> like, I don't think that's yeah. It has to be like something. Like yeah, that, it has know. to be like a. Is there an opposite one, like an even one going to odd? I mean, clearly, call of arms was call to arms wasn't that. I think his example of Terum might be a, a decent one. It would still be balanced, but it would just make odd paladin even better. Mm-hmm. Which it would. It would definitely would make it even better. Even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but in general, you want lower mana cost, not higher mana cost. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for, for explaining like, that. I really appreciate that. I don't know. If I'm sure listening. the audience <laughs> like, didn't know that either. Like, 
No, but it, it, it's the only, no, I mean, that, that question wouldn't even be valid unless we did have this even odd thing. So I think that's, but cheap, I'm wrong. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think maybe a more interesting question or not more interesting, but just another interesting question would be just which cards are still good <laughs> when they cost a mana more. It's, it's better for Holy Wrath Paladin. Make Mountain Giant one more mana. Okay. You deal one more damage. Yeah. Okay. That could be something. Something there. Easy. Dude, I, I uh, had a few people, you know, since the nerf. We haven't even talked about the Naga Sea Witch one. I, I've heard Naga Sea Witch isn't anywhere now in Wild. Like, nobody plays it right now. I didn't actually run the stats on I should have ran the stats just to see. But, um, probably run something a little later this week just on, on comparison of how much these cards are still being played. It, it feels like, at least right now, barely any of them are being played. At least at a at a very a, a very good deck right now, or winning deck. Um, okay, well, anything? Else? Any other questions? I just let us know, like maybe in uh, Twitch chat or something that you can you can ask us. But um, I think that's pretty much all we got like today. If you guys want to um, ask any questions, like I said, we were going to take a few more questions today just because we we're we were. Uh, you know, on on the lighter side with topics, just there wasn't as much. There's obviously the meta and then the the two events, but not too much else going on in Arson right now, right? Uh, yeah, just a bunch of tournaments, pretty much. And it, like people were waiting for the the balance patch to come out, so a lot of people were like chilling for the past week. And uh, but next week should be more exciting for sure. Yeah, like when we have like a m more refined meta. Did you play the the two card brawl at all? Like it, it's not new. It's like something that's been the two card no, meta. But I looked. I looked at it. Did it's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, we. I ended up pulling some stats on which which were the best pairs. What do you think? It was? Did you see my? Did you see that post I, I posted on Agent Street Play? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, man. There's some. There's a lot of really that's really good ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's actually a meta game to it too. It's funny, like, obviously it starts out with just the mage stuff, right? With mana worms and just spells, whatever spells that you want to do. And then people counter with, like, Duskbreaker <laughs> that kills all the mana worms. And uh, Mind Blast and stuff like that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's great. I mean, I, I like those, those Tavern Balls a lot because it's, like, it's a very simple sandbox, right, to, to show metagame. And, you know, when you only have two cards, right, it's very simple. There's, like, not very many dynamics or, or, or things you can change. So um, I, I think it it's a good way to, especially somebody that's first starting, to really explain, you know, how how meta works and, and, and everything. <laughs> Sinister Strike of this, right? You'd be surprised. You know, one of the things that worked the best was, um, God, what was the one that heals? Uh, branching Path and... And something else. I can't remember. Branching Path is something else. Because Branching Path can either heal or draw cards. Like, you can just sit there and do that, like, all day. I can't remember which one it was, though. Um, okay, well, anyways, if there are no more no questions, then... Oh, Spellstone, 6 mana and Hunter for Even Hunter. Ooh. Yeah. I think that'd still be pretty good. I think Spellstone at 6 is still a good card. Would you use it? Mm. It's just that Hunter's good six drops already. It kind of sucks. Well, Hunter doesn't okay. have good five. Yeah, drops but if you're playing even, if you're playing even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have your high mans, classic high mans. 
playing Hyman's and Spellstones for six. It's a bit yeah. weird. Is it so to my side? To my side six too? Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. To my side. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a good six. And Rexize on six as well. Oh, right, right. So it will probably be worse. For sure. Mm. I don't think you would play it. You don't. You need good wow. five drops and Spellstones. That's pretty crazy if you wouldn't play that. That's such a crazy card. Um, because would you cut Hyman for it? Depends on what I'm playing against. If I'm playing against Shaman, I would consider Who it. Who plays Even Hunter? I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> God, it's true. Come on, bro. That's a good point. You'd have what to, kind of you'd have to turn that? a lot of three drops. You're talking about drops. if you're cutting Hyman over six mana Spellstone <laughs> in freaking yeah. Even Hunter. What's what's a two drop even for what? Hunter right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's not even any good two drops. So, Doomsayer. Yeah, Doomsayer and Vision Scale Eyed, right? That's about it. Um, no. All right. Well, anyways, let's wrap up then. And uh, Gar, you want to do some shout outs before we take off? Uh, shout out to my stream, Twitch TV slash Garbashem. I stream every single day. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm playing a lot of like, you know, Shadowwalk Shaman and Talkwalker Warlock and all these cool decks and still trying to go for high ranks at the same time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my Instagram. I started doing that. So whenever I go to events, I will post a bunch of stuff oh, nice. there, like That's behind cool. the scenes. Like you can see how do you make coffee and what kind of food we eat and what we visit all the players so that's kind of cool and yeah shout out to to the viewers i love you all you make this show possible and yeah that's it all right cool and i'll yeah thank everybody too thanks for um uh you know thanks for watching and um you know gar thanks for doing the show today of course you can find our show on uh, all the audio channels too like itunes and google play and soundcloud.com slash so uh, look for us there if you like want to listen to us on the way to work or if you're working out and things like that. It's a good, good way to do that. And if you like us, leave a you know a, um, a review for us because that's a good way for folks to find Value Town if they're looking for a good Hearthstone podcast. You can find the vods on YouTube.com/slash/MV if you miss any of this. And um, of course, uh, again, like Value Town is a HS Replay. Dot net show so go to hsreplay.net if you want to find the best stats in hearthstone and want to figure out what you should be playing what the meta looks like and um you know f- figure out as you can even track your own stats by downloading a hearthstone deck tracker too so uh do all that stuff lots of cool things coming soon and um i think that's going to be it guys for the show today so for gara and myself chamin v we'll see you next week Peace.